Welcome to the CP Family Podcast with Greg and Austin. Okay. Well, welcome everybody to the first episode of the CP Kids Podcast. We're still trying to nail down a name on this. We don't know if it's the CP Kids Podcast or the CP Kids Family Discipleship Podcast. That's a mouthful. Uh, Austin goes for the short names. Now, listen, you guys, my name is Greg. Y'all know me. I'm Greg Westmoreland. I'm the children's pastor here at Cross Point Church, and my cohort with me today... Uh, My name is Austin, Austin Drummond. I work on staff here uh, with the children as well. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what my job title is. Uh, I just tell people I work with kids. It's a professional lick spittle. I don't know what that is. (sighs) I have old bubble gum that's older than you. Uh, For those listening, Greg got married a month before I was born. So, (laughs) (laughs) why are you even talking about family discipleship? You grew up in a family. I grew up in a family, a great family. Well, listen, we're, we're here today, and we're going to go through, our plan is to go through, I don't want to be so smug as to call it the ABCs of family discipleship, but we're actually going, our plan is to go through different aspects of family discipleship with going through the entire alphabet. So loosely planned, we've got 26 episodes here built in. Yep. So I hope everybody stays with us. Our first one today starts with the letter A. And it is, A stands for, admit that your family is not perfect. Do you have a perfect family, Austin? Uh, do I have a perfect family? No, I do not. I hope they're not listening. Um, no, I do not. But I, no family's perfect, right? That's exactly right. Mine's very close. That, <laughs> You're right. Mine is not very close at all. <laughs> I hope your family's I, not listening. That's why if this was a single podcast, I could get away with a lot more than doing it with somebody who actually knows my family. Yeah, you can't invite me over to your house anymore. I'm pretty sure nobody in my family will be listening to this, though. So <laughs> we have that going for us. Yeah. Um, well, let's start. People see, we live because of Facebook and Instagram, people see photos, right, of perfect people that are involved in our life somehow, doing perfect things, eating perfect food, because everybody has to take a picture of their perfect food, mm-hmm. right? Even if it's Tastes awful. People have gotten very good at making it look posing good. their food and making it look like they're at a five star restaurant. Yep, I've seen people that can make a Big Mac and fries look gourmet somehow. Big Mac and fries looks gourmet to me, anyways. Oh boy. Um, so you know, a lot of times when people see that, they get caught up in it and they start thinking, you know, they have the perfect family. I don't have the perfect family, right? And and this is just what we said. Um, people who do that aren't celebrating a perfect family, right? They're celebrating the perfect pose of whatever it is they're taking a picture of. Even kids look good if it's just a single picture. I can make my kids look great. I can force them to smile for two seconds, and they can jump up in the air at the beach and 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 say, look at our perfect family on this beach. And people don't know that you've just gotten an argument. That's right. Before. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the 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 fresh sea air does not show the puffy cheeks from Abby crying because we're not at thirty A instead of where we're at some cheap beach or something like that. You know, where you know place we could afford. So we're talking today about your family is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard something the other day, and I'm, I'm sure I ripped it off of another podcast. Probably. I have no idea, but it was a great thing. It says Christian families are not supposed to be perfect. Because if they were, we would not be in need of a Savior. 
right? I agree. That's Thank you for those words. <laughs> um, yeah. So, listen, deep down, every parent hears about the hard time that other families have. So, there are, every once in a while, there are um, people who post, not the idyllic family, but the post, uh, the what I call the pray for me post. Mm-hmm. You know, pray for me, and then you scroll down because you know it's going to be like 25 miles <laughs> yeah, long. Let me get of to stuff. the end of this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You say, I want to scroll because somehow, secretly, I think somebody will know. If I don't scroll to the end, if I just if I go by, so mm-hmm. you know, I, I read the post. Um, I'm already going in, and as you're reading those, you're just saying, you know, there. But by the grace of God, goes I. You know, thankfully that will never happen to my family, and there's no wood anywhere for ever me to knock on. Um, <laughs> but it happens. Maybe not that specific thing, but it happens to every single family, right? Yep. I mean, have you have you had those times when you're just like, there's no way any family in the world. Is like this. I, we've had arguments in my family in, in high school and even now, um, you know, my entire family, if, if you know me, I'm not a loud person. Uh, I'm, I rarely raise my voice. Uh, that is not like the rest of my family. They're all loud. Uh, and in my opinion, they're too loud. Um, they would disagree. But there have definitely been times where I've thought there is no way on earth that other families talk to each other like this. There's no way on earth that other families get as aggravated with each other on vacation as we do, uh, when in reality, every family is like that. Sure. And every family has the, I don't want to say, almost every family. So every family is completely unique, and you can't put every family into a mold. But families with multiple kids have the overachieving kid who has to be first at everything and usually is first at everything. And then you have the middle child, who is the exact opposite, who does not care about anything, who usually is some sort of alternate, like into art or something, that just completely tries to be the exact opposite of the other kid, right? Because yeah. I can't beat that kid, so I'm going to... And then the third kid comes along, and by then the parents really don't care that much anymore, and it's like the free-range kid who gets away with everything. Are you just describing your family? I'm, I'm just, okay, <laughs> fair, fair warning. I am describing my three kids. Okay, I've Greg got, has three awesome kids. I've by got the way. three great kids. Um, each of them has their unique challenges, right? Um, my oldest is the overachiever, but that comes with its own attitude issues. She's never had physical. I did the wrong thing. Issues. It's always been an air of superiority. Sorry, Abby. It's been the <laughs> I'm the best, and I make sure everybody knows it. And then Emma came along and said. Uh, I don't care about any of that. I'm my own person, which comes with its own thing. And then Will, I mean, we have to almost have a bell around his neck to know where he's at because <laughs> he just kind of just flops into a spot and, and lays there. That's like absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. So he that boy can fall asleep anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we know that there are families who, who post that, that, are, that have issues, and then we almost look at it as a cautionary tale to our family. You know, I am so glad that that is not my family. And also, we, deep down, we say, I am so glad that will never be my family mm-hmm. because I'm doing it the right way, right? And um, listen, when the, never, when the inevitable happens, a lot of times people, there are some people who, who air it out on, you know, pray for me, help us. And, and then there are other people. I would say we'd fall into the second one of no one will know what is going on in our mm-hmm. family because that's our business and it's nobody else's. Yep. Um, and that is good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't want to hear about all your problems. I get that. But um, you really miss out on an opportunity to, to share 
uh, an era of re- uh, an attitude of repentance mm-hmm. uh, and and that sort of thing yeah. when it happens, and right? and an opportunity to show the the grace of Jesus in our lives, right? Because if we just say everything's perfect, then no one sees that we are uh, sinners in need of a savior. And when we try to do that air, when we try to show that air of a perfect family to everybody around us, nobody sees through it more than our own kids because they have to be in on it, <laughs> yeah. right? Yep. I mean, I even told my kids one time, wait, we've had parents who come up and have said, we love your daughter. She is absolutely the greatest thing ever. And Don and I are just staring at each other, our daughter? And we just came up with a pact, you know. If she's going to be that way out in the community, that we'll take it. She can act how she does at home, and we won't tell anybody how she acts at home, and we'll just let everybody think that's what she is, mm-hmm. right? And 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 so we're we're just as guilty as everybody else. Um, but when you have those struggles, and your kids see you trying to put on the the spit and 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 polish to to make it look, they they see that. And when they hear people talk about hypocrisy among church people, they're a bunch of hypocrites. Then a lot of times our kids they know what a hypocrite is. And they see how we act as parents. Yep. Uh, they see, you know, you know, we're about to go out. Y'all better behave. You know, totally different. They understand. Even a young kid will understand. We act completely different at home than what we do when we're at church, mm-hmm. right? They, yeah. And, and that that whole thing. Yeah. One thing I've I've noticed, and I've worked with Greg now for about a year in the kids ministry, and before that, I had not really worked with children. And one of the 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 big things that I've learned is that kids miss absolutely nothing. You can try to pass something over on an adult, and they either don't notice it or they don't care, and they just let it go. Kids will point it out. Kids will uh, – They hypocrisy is not lost on kids. Oh, gosh. There are so many times the Snickers commercial where that one where the kid's saying something and the parents just want to shove a Snickers in their mouth to get them to – that has been us so many times. Mm-hmm. Like I would go through a lifetime supply of Snickers to get my kids to be quiet <laughs> on so many things. Um, so, listen, we are we are parents, right? I'm I'm in the same boat. You're you're going to be someday, That's I'm important. sure, we'll right? Um, we are our parents who are trying to raise our kids. Uh, discipleship. We're called to disciple our families. Yeah, and we're trying to do it in an imperfect world with an imperfect family. Mm-hmm. And we are called to disciple our kids, and we aren't just called to disciple them. We're not just having them memorize Bible verses. Uh, in this culture that we live in now, we're actually raising kids to stand apart from the culture, mm-hmm. which makes it doubly difficult for our kids, yeah. which means that these, these times of our kids showing that they are not perfect are going to happen because peer pressure, even now, is so much more than when I was in high school, according to you. Yeah. That was back in the, the 40s or something yeah. like that. Yeah, the black and white photos. But uh, kids today, I mean, you just graduated like a year ago from elementary school or something, right? So Somewhat. I mean, what would you think, what, what would you say, how hard is it to be a Christian today it's, in school? Honestly, I, uh, I went with our pastor, James Merritt. Uh, he spoke at uh, a thing for college students a couple weeks ago, and he said to them, and it, and it really hit home with me, he said, um, and this is a loose interpretation of what he said, but he said, uh, gone are the days when we can stand for Jesus and live for Jesus and still look somewhat like the world. Gone are the days when we can make a stand for Jesus and live holy lives and still somewhat fit in. And I assume, Greg, uh, you know, you were born well before I was. Back then, uh, the culture was a little more Christian, 
And oh, so absolutely. as a kid, you grow up and you you try to do the right thing and you kind of do and everybody else does and they're taught that way. And it's just the way that our culture has gone now. Kids, if they are going to take a stand for Jesus, they're going to be holy, then they look starkly different from everyone else around them. Right. Yeah, that's the culture. And it was also geography, right? I mean, I grew up in rural South Carolina in a town of about a thousand people. So every cool kid went to church on Sunday just because that's what they did. Yep. And, and and it was very easy to fit in both worlds mm-hmm. there. Uh, and so, and with social media and with everybody, um, the extremes, the liberal people, the conservative people, and the non-Christian, you're not allowed to be comfortably in the middle, which is good. I mean, God told us, you know, to choose a side, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and to raise kids to do that. Uh, but this culture doesn't let you blend in as a Christian. Kids today are going to to mess up. They are, and parents just know that it's going to happen. But here's the deal: we, we're, uh, in a few weeks, we're going to be talking about milestones and the importance of milestones, celebrating milestones. But there are also milestones uh, are good and bad. Um, a particularly horrible event in a life of a kid, a, a bad mess up of some way, is something that will stand in their memory forever. And so. Instead of worrying about how this affects the look of your family, these are the moments that are really an opportunity for you to show the grace of Jesus, Mm -hmm. the love of Jesus to your kids, to explain it, these teachable moments. Listen, I've always said lessons that are learned the hard way are the ones that you remember the most, and that's how I've learned almost every lesson in my entire life. All right, I've got the casts and, and stuff to prove, all that sort of stuff. And if we see that as this opportunity to learn um, and then, you know, open up to your circle of friends. I would not open up to every single person in all of social media, mm-hmm. but, you know, a circle of friends that, that are going through the same things as you, to know those struggles and to see you, especially your kids, to see you go through this sort of, thing with your family and come out on the other side stronger in your faith because you were forced to lean on Jesus in that scenario. Yeah. I think is is super important in the life of a family and in parents discipling their kids. Yeah. And it's all about being intentional with with the moments you have with your kids. I know I don't personally have kids, so I know I don't quite understand the, you know, oh, I am so tired. I don't want to deal with this moment right now with my child. But if you can take those few extra moments and uh, if whether your kid messes up or he does something or he or she does something really good, take that moment and stop and say, okay, let's let's have a lesson out of this. Let's. My dad did it all the time when I was a kid. He was like, uh, well, here's here's a good teaching moment. I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe we're using this. I can't believe we're using me uh, slamming the door on my finger as a teaching moment. And but 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 I never slammed the door on my finger again because there was a teaching moment. And you know that's a small example, but if you'll just be intentional with the things that happen in your kid's life, th- that means the world to them, uh, speaking as a former kid. <laughs> Excellent. And and it also works with slamming the door on someone else's finger. Yes. Those are teachable moments also. <laughs> they are. In a different way. <laughs> um, yeah. So a lot of people point to Proverbs, right? Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times parents say, my child has departed from it. 
So <laughs> apparently I didn't train them up <laughs> in the way the they Bible's should go. Not true, Either the Bible's not true or what I define as training them up in the way they should go yeah. and what God says or Solomon says was yeah. completely different things. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Testament, the kids when they, when they refer to raise people up the way they should go, I mean, it was Scripture. It was along the byways. It was as you're walking. Theology was woven into every aspect of their life. Yep. And so that, well, that was completely different. But it still applies today. And we were just having this talk the other day. I was like, what happens when a parent raises a child the way they should go and their child departs from it? Does that mean the Bible is not inerrant? Mm-hmm. Or they're a wrong? bad parent? Or that, you know, yeah, that they're a bad parent. And 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 you you had something really good to say about that. You said, listen, there, that, there's not yeah. a promise made well, there. The the book of Proverbs is, while it's still God's inerrant word, there's no error in God's word, uh, the book of Proverbs are, what a proverb is, is a wise saying. So if you read a proverb and it says, uh, if you uh, get wisdom, you will obtain uh, riches or something like that. And there's there's some verses that say something of, like that. Uh, it doesn't mean that if you go and you learn something by experience, which is what wisdom is, that you'll just get more money in your bank account. It What it means is they're saying, if you live your, way, your life like this, uh, you will be on the right path. And so what it's saying is uh, the way to have your child not depart from the things of God as they grow older is to train them up in the way they should go. What parents sometimes forget, what you and I were talking about earlier, is that your kid uh, has free will. And so you can, I know, uh, sadly, I, growing up, I knew lots of parents who were absolute bomb parents, meaning they were just amazing parents. And their kid just didn't turn out that way. And it was n- of no fault of the parent's own. It's the, pa- the kid has uh, choices to make of his or her own. They have friends that are also influencing them that are not their family. They have uh, school they're going through. They have social media that's influencing them. A lot of things are influencing them the opposite way. And so, yes, you can be uh, the best parent that you can possibly be, and your child might still depart from the things that you teach them. Uh, And what we have to do there is trust in the Lord and pray for our children. That is excellent. Listen, and also, just a side thing, a lot of times parents say, I trained up my child in the way they should go, and to them that meant I brought them to church on Sundays. (laughs) I don't understand why they didn't turn out because our faith was one hour out of, uh, you know, 24-hour days out of however many weeks, one hour a week at church. I don't know why my child did not turn out the way he was supposed to. If you come to church, I just did the math very quickly on my calculator. If you come to church one hour a week, you are training up your child in the way they should go uh, one out of 168 hours of the week. Holy cow. Uh, What what Greg and I always try to communicate to parents is, hey, we are going to do everything we can. We're going to teach your kids, even if they come Sunday and Wednesday. We've got them two out of 168 hours a week. They're with you the rest of the time, mostly. Right. And so, yes, they're learning stuff from us, but a lot of they're, – we're, they're getting things that are taught from us, but they're catching a lot of stuff from you as parents. Listen, this – and, and we're, we're about to close. We're not going to get all of family discipleship in the letter A, okay? We've <laughs> I was got, trying. We've got 25 more letters to go, and we're going to wrap this up. But listen, you are discipling your kid right now in something, right? Um, they're watching you and they're – they're taking their cues from you, and you may look and say, oh, no, you know, I'm discipling my child in the wrong thing. And we're just here to encourage parents. What we want you all to do is to take that next step in the right direction. If you're not doing devotions, just start. And I've had families who come up and say, listen, my kid's in the fifth grade. We've never had a single family devotion. If I start, if I just announce that we're going to do a family devotion, my kids look at me like I've grown a second head. And their first word is, Why? No. 
Yeah, and that's something that y'all that you'll have to face as family. Just say, you know what, because it's the right thing to do. It's something that we're going to start, and they're going to be watching you on that to see if you follow through yeah. on it, because because mm-hmm. they'll be watching, and we want to encourage you to do that. Uh, I think I think starting by admitting that you don't have a perfect family, y'all listen. If you're not trying to be perfect to, in front of the whole world, there's a tremendous amount of freedom in admitting that you're not perfect and going with it and saying, you know what, we're not perfect, but God uses imperfect people and He uses imperfect mm-hmm. par- parents. Yep. Uh, he loves He loves using things that are imperfect to to do His work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're we're all we're all on equal footing there by by any means. Yeah. So. So listen, what do you think? What do you think of the first uh, of this first one? I thought it was good. I, I told you the other day, you, you gave me the ABCs, and I was reading through them. I was like, oh, that one's good. That one's good. I was like, why would we start out with that one? It just seems like we need to start out with a bang. A and, downer. And I was like, eh, well. And then, I re- and then you kind of talked me through it, and I was like, I think that's perfect. Because if you're going to have a time of family discipleship with your family, you need to first be able to say, hey, we're not going to try to look differently on the outside than we are on the inside, inside the four walls or how many walls you have of your house. Uh, We want to uh, be transparent. We want to be um, just a real picture of what uh, Jesus has done in the lives uh, of us individually, but also of us as a family. Cool. Y'all, in the coming weeks, we've got some special guests coming up. We've got some really cool stuff planned. We're even going to have some swag we're going to have a podcast T-shirt I want to see people wearing around. I hate and that, that word. T-shirt or swag? Swag. Okay. Well, nobody cares. We All right. Have some T-shirts. Listen, thank you guys for joining us today. We hope uh, we hope to put these out once a week. Uh, that's our plan. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time you hear this first one, we'll already have about six or seven of them recorded in advance. So we're just going to go. Just look for them each week. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Email mm-hmm. us. Let us know what's going on. Talk to us at church. Let us know some ideas and some things like that, some thoughts you had, and we'll be able to go back through and maybe cover some stuff that parents have told us, some things they're going through also. Mm-hmm. All right? Yep. Any last words from you? I was going to echo, we, we'd love your feedback. We, if, if you have anything you'd like for us to talk about, if you say, hey, I've got a great letter M for you, then maybe we can work that in. We're completely flexible, if nothing else. If you've else. got a great Q, we don't have a lot of great Qs. So. Yeah, quality something. Nah, it, it has to be quality because it's the only Q word we could yeah, think of. Quiet time. Awesome. All right. Listen, that's it for us today. I'm Greg. I'm Austin. And we're out of here. 